0: Welcome to Bearded and Board. I'm Tim. This week I am joined by Chris. Chris, we're down in the fucking owl's nest.
1: Yeah, it's uh, all professional like. I feel fancy. It feels like uh, the YouTube shows I watch all the time.
0: <laughs> That's high praise, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the madness of a single thirty-year-old guy with an extra room in his house.
1: Not what I would do with it, but hey. <laughs>
0: I mean, it was either this or create a masturbatorium, so.
1: Yeah, it's, Sex Dungeon was totally where I was going. Yeah. Well, you know, with COVID, I couldn't have anybody over. There are more rooms in this house. You haven't showed them all to me yet, though.
0: Well, and there was a lot of homeless people in town, so let's not put too much math together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thank you for coming down. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, one of the forgotten legends of action movies steven fucking seagal
1: god what a fucking magnificent fucking bastard
0: i don't like he's a legend like it, but like not because of his movies his movies are great well some yeah, of them yeah. have been great
1: <laughs> he made a he made a couple fucking bangers and that like tricked us all into thinking he was badass
0: yeah, he, he definitely bought into the uh, I'm so famous it doesn't even matter. Like.
1: Yeah, you know, it's kind of good, though, because I'm a huge fucking John claude Van Damme fan. And, like, I've always known he was a fucking asshole. But doing a little bit of research, <laughs> research, <laughs> YouTube, uh, about him, just learning about all the crazy shit that he does. He makes John Claude Van Damme look way better, so I I feel I feel more confident knowing how much of a fucking idiot Steven Seagal is that I can I can still praise John Claude Van Damme. I think
0: that's why I love Steven Seagal is like, because he is that like dummy a little bit. Like he's so convinced of it. And like I don't like how like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. I get it that there was a certain point where it's like, it's time to do kids' movies too, and we could like rake in even more money. But like Seagal never gave up on the. It, like in wrestling terms, when like they won't let somebody who's like a huge star lose.
1: Yeah, it's like they, they. It's all a fucking work, you know? But like, yeah, they just bought into it so much, like their gimmick that they like can't be like beat up on screen because, you know, if he got beat up on screen, then oh, he's a pussy. I'm not going to go and watch his movies. Yeah,
0: that's weird machismo, man.
1: Yeah, like, oh, fuck. The fucking Saturday Night Live, like, that's just the perfect fucking example of it. Like, it's Saturday Night Live. They're like, it's a comedy show. And he somehow got booked for it and somehow refused to do comedy. It is so bad that you can only find, like, one full sketch and some partial ones on the internet. It has been, like, swept under the rug. And the few that you do see... Are fucking bad.
0: <laughs> you were telling me about the one where, like, uh, his wife... Like, the whole gimmick was going to be that, like, when his wife is around, he's really nice. When she's out of the room, he's, like... Steven super Seagal. Steven Seagal.
1: And it, and it would have fucking worked. It could have been funny, but... Um, come the day of the shooting, he just decided that he was going to be Steven Seagal the whole time. So it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> and it's got Chris Farley in it. And, like, Chris Farley can't even save and get laughs. Oh and, like, God. that's fucking bad.
0: That sucks. Well, you think about, like, uh, 80s, 90s movies, could you imagine what, what we could have had? And, like, I, I would never change a thing about Demolition Man or Time Cop. But if you could have Arnold Schwarzenegger willing to lose but like be beaten beaten up by jean-claude van damme like oh. you could have an epic
1: battle but yeah yeah it sucks that i had to wait for like expendables when they are all like in their 60s and all that <laughs> and like, yeah money sure we'll do it it's like that was pretty cool but fuck yeah could you imagine doing like the expendables in like the late 90s or even early 2000s when they could all still fucking go like oh man oh my god that'd be fucking cool
0: so before we get too far into Seagal, who is the top five action stars?
1: Oh, God. You know I'm horrible with lists, but, uh... Fuck.
0: You can't have a list without Jean-Claude Van Damme. Now, as much as I love him, he might not be number one just because he doesn't have the same library, but he's got to be on the list. I
1: fucking, like... like- Bloodsport, like, honestly, like, that alone, if he made nothing else, he would still be held, in, like, this fuck, such a good goddamn movie. I love how the first half an hour is a fucking, like, a dream sequence. Yeah. It's fucking, like, <laughs> you get so long into it, and you're like, oh, fuck, that's right, that just, let's get back to the movie. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, like, fucking too many badass movies as a kid, Stallone, Stallone was pretty fucking awesome. Stallone
0: was great. And he seemed to have low-key the intelligence that some of the other guys didn't have. Like, he was running an entire camp. I say that, then I realize fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger was an immigrant from Austria <laughs> that managed to become, like, the most famous person in the world and a governor of California.
1: Yeah, what a fucking story, that guy. Uh, and be a little earlier, fucking... I think it's one that gets looked over, because, like, maybe... just was in our faces so much me it was because my mom loved him but fucking charles bronson was a fucking badass motherfucker i've never gotten into oh, his fucking movies. death wishes they are so fucking dark like those movies yeah and like he just looks like an old salt and pepper grandpa like when you first see him but dude is fucking yoked like holy shit yeah yeah and like yeah one of the original badasses but i think a lot of his movies were like late 70s real early 80s right so like before all that kind of shit take off and they're not nearly as, like, the cinematic experiences as some of the other ones were, but, like, the feel, I'd put it on with, like, fucking, like, Cobra from Stallone or something. Oh, shit, It's, like, really? dark, fucking gritty. Yeah, it's, like, there's, like, four or five fucking death wishes, but it's all about revenge for either, like, his fucking daughter or his wife got fucked up, and so it's all, like, revenge, but, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, fucking dark but really good. Haven't seen them in fucking forever, too, but... Yeah, my mom was, like, in love with him, so I watched a lot of, a lot of Charles Bronson movies. I, I like, always assumed he was Hispanic to,
0: to <laughs> Tom Selleck. But, uh, dude, next time, let's what I'll, I need an excuse to go watch uh, some Charles Bronson movies. Yeah. Let's watch, like, the first two Death Wishes.
1: That, yeah, fuck yeah. That'd be a good one.
0: Um, okay, so what about Jackie Chan? Does he fall into this? Because he's, like, the Kung Fu movies... The guy was fucking ripped. Yeah. And he did all of his own Jackie stuff. Jackie
1: Chan was fucking badass too. And that's another one. Like, the time we got a taste of him, unless you were really into fucking kung fu movies, which, like, yeah. cool, I guess. But we never even got a fucking taste of him until he was in, like, his fucking mid 40s. Like, fucking, like, yeah. and, like, uh, and even some of the movies were actually uh, filmed there, then redubbed and shown over here, like, 10 years ago. There's actually, fuck, i find it out after this but uh i love cool hand luke with paul newman it's like one of my favorite fucking movies of all time well anyways i was just flipping through the channels on the satellite one day and there's this movie it has got jackie chan on it so i flip it on and it's like scene for fucking scene cool hand luke i was like this is so grimy how'd they do that so fast forward like 15 years and we got the internet finally like clicks in my brain i'm like oh man i'm gonna go like find out if that was just like i remembered it wrong or something no they totally like ripped off cool Hand Luke. <laughs> they still like all the best scenes like where he's eating the eggs where they're fucking making where they're uh doing the road fucking I awesome. want to see this now so yeah I will I'll find that up and show up for it
0: cause like even when you talk about like Jackie Chan's Hollywood shitty movies like later on in career like Shanghai Nights Shanghai Noon like people don't want to talk about those those were fun the tuxedo oh. was okay but like you go back to like
1: rush hours is like it sold me again rumble in the bronx is one of the fucking ones i saw
0: okay rumble in the bronx was the one i was gonna bring up because uh, like doing this show like the whole purpose of what i've like i've discovered and why i'm like invigorated keep this going is because i want to build a community of like people because i if i watch rumble in the bronx i got nobody to fucking talk about it with it anymore but like do you the sheer joy of bringing that home from the movie, like from like the ghetto ass rental store, and you had no idea what it was.
1: Oh, god, that was so good. The,
0: the, there was like an hour of credits of him just fucking himself up and like yeah, breaking his in legs. The
1: past, yeah, Rumble and the, all of his movies had those, but I totally remember one that sticks out from Rumble in the Bronx as they show in the deleted scenes or fucking bloopers, whatnot. It's where uh, they, like, shoved the pinball machine out of me, just it right in the fucking head. Like, you know how heavy fucking pinball machines are. There's a brick wall. There's no fucking give. Like, ugh. Like, who
0: I... Okay, this is dumb, man. But, like, I hit myself the other day. Like, I, I was coming around the corner, and I banged my shin. And not even hard. And I got mad because... Like, my pain tolerance, because I haven't been in a situation where I've, like, fucked myself up stupidly in a while, is, like, way, way down. (laughs) So, like, I just, like, I hit it, and it hurt, and then I got mad. But, like, I can't imagine what his pain tolerance was. He, uh, what was it? It wasn't Rumble in the Bronx with a hovercraft, and he jumps off the bridge onto it and, like, snaps his leg. Yeah. And then he just kept shooting the whole movie.
1: Fucking, yeah, there's, uh, one of them I can't remember, too. He, uh he broke his foot and they showed that he literally like just puts a sock over his cast and it makes it look like the other shoe <laughs> it's fucking pretty sweet or he fucking like one of them I remember watching as a kid he was like jumping from a tree to a fucking bus or something like that and he fucking falls out He fucking they explained to him, like the credits that he fucking broke his back during that fucking took a while off fucking finished the movie like that's that's fucking crazy yeah
0: yeah and there's NBA stars that have like an ingrown toenail and won't play the rest of the game uh when we do the Jackie Chan episode, uh do we end up talking about uh his porn? Do we watch one of his <laughs> do we watch Jackie Chan fucking?
1: There's Jackie Chan fucking?
0: Yeah, that's where he started out.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> Shit. I'm gonna have to. Like is he like fucking parkouring and like jumping off the fucking <laughs> like cartwheel right into her or what? <laughs> she jumps
0: on the bed and the foot comes up, hits him in
1: the head. Oh fuck. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh,
0: I think I I ended up liking Jet Li more than Jackie Chan for the movies that he made.
1: I honestly, I, like, I know, um, talking once more, Mel Gibson fucking killed him. Fucking, I know him from, like, Lethal Weapon, and honestly, I can't really, like, I remember him being big, but I can't even have one of his movies that sticks out in my head. I'm sure I probably did see more, but, like... Honestly, I remember like on back and he was supposed to be like crazy yeah. fucking... Tony Jaa was not his name? The guy that played him? Yeah, okay, I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. he was supposed to be like the new Bruce Will- uh, Bruce Bruce Lee. I remember buying into that and thinking, eh, it's a pretty cool fucking movie, but I don't know.
0: I like Jet Li because his movies got real weird. Like he did the DMX because like Seagal, we're going to talk about how he got involved <laughs> with DMX. I want DMX to just start a company and put out those like is ghetto action film a like offensive term because I don't mean that but like it's directed towards an audience and it's fucking amazing (laughs) and it just reminded me of Romeo Must Die and like movies of that time like there was a really specific look and tone and, like, we got Isaiah Washington years before everything else that that man accomplished, and he was fantastic. We got Anthony Anderson getting a chance to be fucking hilarious and shot in the leg, oh. and Tom Arnold. Like, we need that because uh, these people ain't getting any screen time in any right. <laughs> Fuck,
1: what was the fucking black cop movie where he, like, gets a rookie to, like, smoke fucking crack or PCP or whatnot? Oh, yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. what the drug is. Training uh, Day, maybe?
0: Training Day with Denzel Washington. Was, I was just
1: thinking, like, black cop movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the greatest trick a devil ever made was... <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, I, I'm hoping I'm not losing the thread too much here. Uh, we're here to talk about Steven Seagal. We just listed off a bunch of our favorite action movie stars. But, uh, fuck, is it so good to have somebody to talk about Steven Seagal because he, uh, he started off weird. He got weirder. And now he's just... Well, supposedly in Belarus. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I don't know where... Uh, last I heard, he was, like, fucking somewhere over in fucking Eastern Europe. I don't know exactly where he is. But, I mean, he is good friends with Putin. So, and I mean, you know, maybe he is this badass assassin killer. Maybe he's out there just fucking slaying Ukrainians right now, and you don't even know. <laughs> just lazily,
0: like, holding his goon on top of his stomach, <laughs> eyes half closed. <laughs> i'm sweating only ever gonna leave a web message uh, i'm here to kill you
1: this fucking aikido side swept those fucking tents.
0: god damn it did i send you the video yet i i had to have uh, with uh, him doing the uh demonstration
1: yeah oh man i watched a, like a fucking deeper dive into that today about like him training with sylvan Machi- machida Oh my god, they were straight up just taking the piss out of him, but like he thought it was like straight up And they show they show the training videos and like Silva's even like oh, you know like putting it right into it Like he's getting fucked up and shit and then fucking he comes to some of the fights with them And they're even like yeah, I brought Stigal in to fucking coach and blah 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 And then like after the press conference, he's like I taught him everything I know like, Nobody knows that kick over here. I'm teaching this mar- <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just, total, just bullshit Total bullshit in these after interviews. Ah, God.
0: Okay, so where do we start with Seagal? Like, uh, you had mentioned where his career began. Do we want to start uh, there or before?
1: Uh, like, I don't know. I guess there's, like, through Fuck. It is a good segue to go in. I was fucking, like, a two-minute fucking Joe Rogan video talking about Steven Seagal. He's like, no, no, no. Fucking Steven Seagal is, like, totally legit... It's just the martial arts that he practices might not be legit. <laughs> <laughs> like, say that one again, Joe. <laughs> and then, yeah, fucking watch like three or four different interviews, and then he's like, no, 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 like, Aikido, like, it's a, it's a real thing, and he's black belt in it. It's just, you can't really transfer it into real life. And fucking, and I can't remember who the, ah, uh, I want to say like, something be anthony but anyways it's another black action star dude played spawn i think but fucking uh
0: okay yeah he was in exit wounds too
1: yeah and fucking uh oh yeah so joe rogan was talking to him and like they've done movies together and he's like joe like don't defend him you don't know gotta <laughs> defend him man and joe's like no 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 and he's like dude like come on <laughs> but yeah it was just talking about how like uh Bruce Lee would always hit his hit everybody and he's like, yeah, Steven Seagal is the same too. He like always like hits everybody. But yeah, not when we work together. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I guess he did like, he was like fucking uh, in Japan anyways, married some Japanese chick and like was actually teaching like Aikido in Japan in the 70s, which is pretty fucking badass for a white dude. Like I'll, I'll give him that.
0: Yeah, well, they had a pretty strict wall. Like they did not want people outside of Japan knowing no, much Like
1: it must have been brutal. Like I'm sure he went through like a lot of pretty scary shit doing that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, from the best of like my knowledge, uh was somebody that was either training with him or in his dojo or something was uh, fucking either a film producer or like had something to do with it at the time. And thought that he could make turn anybody into a movie star and so he was gonna turn Steven Seagal into a movie star with his fucking karate shit
0: oh my god allegedly some gangster ties with that yeah, too yeah and
1: like uh, like if you're listening to this and like wanna go check it out there's obviously a lot more out there and you can find in better detail but uh yeah the, like the gist of it I guess is the guy who made the first film I- Either like took a loan out or something with the uh, I can't remember what family but one of the crime families, and so Steven Seagal working with him just kind of like got into that, and so it was like the mid '90s. Steven Seagal like stopped doing movies there for like three or four years, and they like went and got him and basically <laughs> told him that they were going to be working with this director again, and that he was going to get one hundred fifty thousand dollars for every every movie that they made and apparently they end up shaking him down for like 700 grand at one point in time and i guess after the last meeting uh it was one with the the captain of the mob there took him to a restaurant set him down basically told him how he was gonna go and then once they know had everything settled and they walked him out the bodyguard or whatever was like it's a good thing you chose the words you did because you said the wrong thing they were gonna kill you oh my god and apparently he shit his pants like, legit shit his pants, but it wouldn't be the first time, so I would not doubt it.
0: Yeah. Daddy shit his pants?
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a, it's like, it's another one of those Hollywood things, but a lot of people say it's true, and like, Gene LaBelle is badass. He like, have you seen, uh, it's like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or whatnot? Yeah. And it's like, dude that fucks up Bruce Lee? Well, that was Gene LaBelle. Okay. So I, well, the real person was. So anyways, Jean LaBelle was a stunt coordinator on one of his earlier films. I'm not sure which one, so I'm not going to fucking quote it. Yeah. But uh, I guess fucking Steven Seagal, just in his shit going around, was talking about how his, like, um, almost like Buddhist training or whatnot, like he couldn't be choked out, like nobody could choke him out, because he just, <laughs> <laughs> he's too good to get choked out. Well, Jean LaBelle is known as Judo Jean Gene, Gene LaBelle. Fucking, uh choked him the
0: fuck out and he uh, shit his pants holy shit though well at least fucking Seagal had enough self awareness to know that like you don't fuck with the mob pay them do what they say (laughs) like uh, I don't give that man that uh, enough credit with his uh, like oh my god the later years get so weird but like not even the later years you go back and you watch those movies now where he seemed like a fucking action star I watched Under Siege and Tommy Lee Jones had probably like near the height of his career it's a badass
1: villain in there oh my god he's insane I had no idea (laughs) like fucking what
0: he was getting thrown across those little consoles and shit like he was way into it and like he acted like a fucking nut job too
1: oh yeah he was like it's like almost because I'd seen him in so many straight up stand-up roles at the time I had gone back and like watching that as as a kid even it was like it was hard to it was hard to picture him away from his other roles it just like looked almost weird Him all like punked out yeah
0: <laughs> and like the, the whole premise is like the government tried to kill you and then like Gary Busey
1: Gary the- fucking Busey god, oh, my god what a beautiful bastard
0: the- I don't know if you get this movie without Steven Seagal in it, but, like, the whole premise is Steven Seagal is an ex-Navy SEAL on a ship and he's the chef because, like, he was so badass the government was going to, like, bust him. So uh, he, the first 15 minutes is him doing weird accents, like, he's talking like a, a Cajun for a while. And then he's, just, he's talking like a Southern man. And, then, <laughs> and then, like, somewhere the accents go away. <laughs> But uh, Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones take over the ship so they can steal nukes and sell them on the black market, which Steven Seagal says, no fucking way, bud. But, like, the plot makes sense. The villains are fucking amazing. Seagal is insane. His he, There's a Playboy bunny on, yeah. the, on the ship. Pops out of the cake. <laughs> Who's, like, obviously drugged out. And uh, massive titties. Oh, she was gorgeous. uh, (laughs) And then, like, within five minutes, she's a badass with, like, (laughs) a gun, and she's in love with Seagal. Which is a thing we'll see in every single movie, is that every woman is madly in love with Steven Seagal.
1: Cool fucking tip, but uh, when they did Under Siege, um, fucking Tommy Lee Jones had a fucking sign for a two-movie deal, whether he was in it or not. And he got killed off in the first movie. So he was actually like the second highest paid actor in the second movie. And he wasn't even in it. Wow.
0: (laughs) That's insane. Oh, my God. But Gary Busey, the scene where he's... uh, He had just done a, uh, a dance for all of the crew in drag and then he goes up and he kills the captain and he's reading his performance reviews like still in drag he's like the crews could you believe this they said that I'm unhinged and violent (laughs) covered in blood (laughs) I don't would you have recast this movie if you could is there anyone else that you could have put in this position and still gotten under siege
1: I mean honestly probably fucking anybody (laughs) It is. It was like this most successful movie. Cool fucking, well, actually not cool. Grody story. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was that movie, Catherine Heigl was in it when she was like 16. It was like one of her uh, really earlier movies. Mm -hmm. But anyways, they're at the premiere. And she says, uh, Steven Seagal comes over to her. He's like, uh, you know, most of my girlfriends are your age. And she's like, well, uh, isn't that illegal? (laughs) Well, none of them seem to mind. Mom, <laughs> and then fuck it, I saw the interview, and then it's like fast track. Five seconds later, they show this picture when she's sixteen, and Steven Seagal straight up hand right on her fucking titty, like oh, right on her fucking titty. God,
0: well yeah, he kind of got creepy with women because what from what I remember, and it is like I should have looked into this before he got here, but I remember there was a story that came out that he was paying women to come to his compound. And, like, it's unclear of whether or not they knew they were signing up to be essentially, like, sex slaves there or something. But, like, he he kept them. And not necessarily against their will, but, like, with implied force or something. Like, I don't know exactly what happened. Did you read any of that?
1: No, I did not get into that. I had just, uh, yeah, accusations from, like, every female he's ever worked with. And then just his ex-wives. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, would they accuse him of
1: uh, domestics? Yeah. I didn't go into the details of it, but yeah, just watching the other videos, he's, yeah, he's a bit slap happy with the ladies.
0: Fucking, oh my <laughs> god. Uh, Before we get off Under Siege, because you, if you haven't seen that movie, do yourself the favor. It
1: is a Sunday afternoon watch. It's so fun. There's... Probably the biggest movie of his, of his career. Actually, oh, Exit Wounds might have made more money just because of the time difference, because I think like, Exit Wounds made like 90 million or something like that.
0: Oh. <sighs> I can't decide which one I like better, but they're in this movie. He does rip a guy's throat out. It's like hold. No.
1: That was the one thing I never remembered. He was so fucking like always breaking arms or legs or blowing fucking legs right off at the kneecap, and never I didn't realize this watching as a kid, and I guess that's why people kind of grew out of him. He never gets hit. He oh, never man. gets fucked up. If you watch any of the fight scenes, he never gets. He never takes like a full on fucking kick or anything. Never once. He always, like, it's glancing blows, or he'll, like, fucking hit him and stop that. But he never faces adversity. Like, not once has he ever stabbed or, like, on the floor, like, getting fucked up. Like, nothing. Like, every fucking buddy that ever comes at him, he
2: just...
1: (laughs) Fucks him up.
0: See, like, I like my... Like, my action stars to be, like, superheroes, but that's where... Jackie Chan is head and shoulders above any of his contemporaries because, like, you see him on the ground getting kicked by six guys. Yeah, like,
1: by the done. end of the movie, he's a Rocky. He's like, he's fucking yeah. like, dead by the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, you want to see somebody like overcome, you don't want to see somebody who's just Supermaning it all the way through.
1: <laughs> Although, I will say, I fucking, uh, another fucking funny interview. Buddy was just kind of like grilling him. So you think you're the only true like martial arts action star? And he starts throwing some names at him. He's like, John Black can He's like, it's all right if I laugh in your face. And then he, <laughs> he fucking throws out the other uh, black dude from Spawn. I can't remember his name right now. He throws his, He's like, again, is it all right if, if I laugh in your face? But the funniest thing was because even as conceited as he is, he fucking had to take a second to think about fucking Chuck Norris. Because Buddy was like, what about Chuck Norris? And goes silent for a minute. Kind of looks around. Well, I mean, Chuck Norris is like 76 now, isn't he? (laughs) Even even in his fucking mind, he's like, "Whoa, now, well, don't fucking say you're better than Chuck Norris." Man,
0: I love Chuck Norris so much, and I can't even clearly remember any of his movies. I don't remember much of Texas uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, but like, I know that I love this man. I know that Delta Force was great. And uh, did you ever see the Conan O'Brien clip where they kept playing the uh, scene from Walker, Texas Ranger, where he's like talking to the kid and he's like, I have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like this kid was going to be a part of the show. and He's like, I have AIDS. And then he's never seen again. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh Fucking under siege, so good. I'm gonna l- bring up his IMDb just to throw out a couple of like other uh, other movies that he would have been in around this time. You know, Mark
1: for Death. There's like Mark for Death was one of the ones I really liked. Apparently, that was like at the time the fucking most violent movie that was released in that year.
0: Ooh, Mark for Death. That's going on my list. I think I saw that on. Uh, Canadian Netflix, Canadian Netflix is so much better than American. Like I was looking for Steven Seagal movies and I found a shit ton
1: of them. Yeah, he pretty well like dropped out like right around '92, and then he came back for that movie with fucking uh, Exit Wounds was like his last big movie, and then I think he did two like Sam like one with Jaw Rule right after that too, trying to like capitalize on the whole fucking rap thing. But everything after that was just fucking straight to DVD.
0: I'm telling you, those guys have to come back. Could you imagine, like, uh, Kanye in uh, Romeo Must Die 2? <laughs> uh,
1: I'm just trying to think about, like, which new... Like, there hasn't really been any fucking... Nobody's really took over the reins, you know? Passed the torch to them. Like, there was the fucking dude... Jason Statham, maybe. He was pretty fucking yeah. badass. Uh,
0: I really, really want to see the raid. Uh, so... The whole premise is there's, like, this... uh, It's one of those South Korean movies, and uh, there's a complex full of, uh, like, a ghetto kind of thing, like, low-income housing, and these cops uh, get trapped in there, and they have to fight their way floor by floor all the way up, and, like, they keep dying, and the team gets smaller and smaller, but it's just insane, like, one-shot takes of these massive battles. Like, that sounds pretty good, but I don't think that... And maybe we're coming back around now that everybody's, like, leveling off, uh, but it's hard to do big, muscly action star movies anymore.
1: Like, why the fuck? No, I just want movie with, like, practical fucking special effects, good stuntman, and somebody that's fucking jacked up, and the fucking girls are gonna fucking go after. Like, that's all you fucking need. It, like, worked for a long time. Like, why the fuck do we get away? You can't fucking tell me that shit still wouldn't sell. Like, we're still fucking full of testosterone. Fucking, like, shit that goes fast and fucking loud shoots stuff, flames. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Fucking testosterone hasn't changed, I
0: Well, Well, like, and you even look at, like, Commando. Even if you wanted to be more inclusive and not have the like the chick fall for the hero or whatever you could cut that out like predator you could cut her out of that movie or involve her but like you know like nothing's lost you can still have the big testosterone big blow up uh movie They're always that one scene with a drum uh oil drum that like for no reason explodes up like a rocket into the air during the big explosion but uh, uh, I'm gonna find the name of it there's apparently a Swedish movie that just came out, and it it is like a right back to like love letter to the way that things were with just big muscle, dumb puns, blood. That's
1: uh, one I don't understand how he got over those because like you go with the fucking his first fucking movie there. Ah, Jesus Christ!
0: Uh, his first movie. Uh, above the law Yeah,
1: above the law and that that is the only movie where he is fucking semi in shape and he's not he's like skinny fat in that but at the next movie he's getting thicker and then like by the end he's already over fucking weight by the time exit wounds came out so like he was never in fucking good shape and that run oh my god
0: oh you showed me the video of that i had no idea
1: it's crazy that we like still bought into it like i guess it was the age for the internet and all that but i remember like my uncle like talking him up like showing me the steven seagal movie because he was really big in the martial arts guys oh yeah it's this fucking Aikido. he like uses everybody's momentum and shit and i mean yeah you go back and you watch that and because like any other star, star nobody fucking hits him he seemed like he was fucking invincible like he was just so fast and like he didn't have to hit you he'd just throw you over and fucking break your arm but Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Okay, so the run that Chris was just talking about is uh, go to YouTube and write Steven Seagal running in there. It is his body and back is straight, almost to the point of like almost having scoliosis. Fucking. And his fucking arms are like wet noodles, just like flopping around. It's the most awkward fucking that's thing you've ever seen. Thing.
1: Fucking Joe Rogan. Like, I don't know why Joe Rogan sucks his dick so much, but oh my God. <laughs> he like kept trying to defend him because that's one thing things he was going on about his run. He was like, yeah, well, it's just. He's got such a uh, odd build. He's a really tall guy. It's like he's like six four. He's not like six eight. You know, like
0: <laughs> Yeah, let's look at the Olympics. There's no sprinters <laughs> over six foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. He he definitely has a library of movies.
1: Oh yeah. There's like straight to DVDs. Six somewhere. seven at the front are like pretty decent. There's like two or three of them that are like really good. But yeah. Although I really do like fucking cheesy movies, so although I haven't watched a shit ton of these fucking Steven Skull movies, I probably should get back to it because I, prob- I probably could enjoy some. Like that one I was watching a bit over or that review of it, anyways, Sniper. That is just so fucking comical. He is like not even fucking trying at this point. <laughs> He's like fucking, like kicking like three inches of the fucking ground. Like, he doesn't fucking do anything. And like fucking, he was supposed to be a sniper in that movie. And like fucking, barely even sniped. And when he was, he was wearing glasses, because you know. Oh my god! Gotta always... have gotta have your Oakleys on when you're staring through a scope.
0: He's got those stupid like half glasses that are always tinted a weird shade. But uh, the, the Tom Segura's like bit on him after watching I his saw show. That. It
1: was funny, and it, <laughs> the fucking funniest thing is though, so, because was talking about that police show that I just started watching. Exactly, because one of the things I was going to throw in about, like fucking, it's literally like the second episode in, and they're like talking about dog, and it's like, oh yeah, Joe Shepard, uh, German Shepherd. I trained German Shepherds when I was thirteen years old. <laughs> <That's exactly laughs> what, fucking you, went And I was like, Jesus Christ. He's
0: an expert in everything, and he's oh just like God. always out of breath. Oh, yeah. and the you hear that is helicopter up there? It's chippy uh, gof- chippy 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 That's what they call it, a uh, chippy <laughs> <laughs> The
1: black scent when he's fucking in this one episode, <laughs> it's fucking awesome because I like I am not a fucking gun expert by any means, but you know, like we've all heard of like a Colt or a thirty six or you know, AK forty seven or like you know a nine millimeter forty five Desert Eagle. I've never heard of a fucking G five, but he's like. Huh? Looks like he got that G5, Tony, Tony, look at that it. G5, it's a G5, you can't be
3: coming around here with that G5. <laughs> I
1: don't know what the fuck this G5 is, and I've never heard a fucking gun referred to it as, but like... Do you think but he just got
0: confused because people were calling an airplane a G5 a few years ago? And he just assumed? I don't fucking know, but he was just
1: like so adamant on it, but just, the black accent though is fucking hilarious what you do cover up here daddy <laughs> get up on that <laughs>
0: I gotta see if I can uh, google Steven Seagal black said uh...
1: or oh my god he's released two albums he makes music <laughs> I shit no. you not no one's called um, songs from the crystal cave <laughs>
0: oh my god really
1: yeah and he sings kinda Jamaican like reggae ish it's But like blues at the same time But not at all And I watched a couple of his live performances Oh my god Woo I have trouble talking just thinking about him I
2: don't know what color I am But I know one thing In the blues like I said There was no color But also <laughs> like them because I was raised with them I didn't learn from it <laughs> <laughs> apparently he's never in a Stevie Ray <laughs> you know you know <laughs> all the other white
0: boys that play with their fingers you know and
2: if they
0: do it you know it's something oh my god yeah
1: so he's the best white blues <laughs> blues player around
0: yeah it's cause I was trained by black blues players when I was three years old
1: <laughs> oh man I saw this other fucking He was performing like, wow thing, but yeah, still like, wow thing. (laughs) And then he takes off the guitar and holds it up in the air, but the lick is still playing, so he wasn't even playing the entire time, but it's too fucking stupid to realize.
0: He milly vanillied
1: that shit Oh my god, hardcore, man. Oh my god. Holy shit, I'm sweating on laughing so much.
0: Oh my god. Girl, it's alright.
1: Oh, is this song this shit? Oh, those are some tasty blues riffs.
2: Woo.
0: Sounds like a song from the Ends of Exit Wounds. <laughs> if I could get a record of this, I would be so happy.
1: <laughs> oh my god, they're probably sodasses. <laughs> It's honestly better than i thought
0: it would be it, yeah he <laughs> fucking he beats captain
1: kirk I out man you oh, <laughs> have to find that fucking bit of a reggae one i heard though i was like oh my god like he's going like hardcore like patois accent and shit like,
0: that's so awesome he, he loves to do a cajun accent i've noticed you know call him oh, creole man. you know <laughs> oh. i learned to speak creole when i was uh, three months old <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Do we have anything else to say about Under Siege? I know that's throwing it way back. Uh, I think we covered pretty much all of it.
1: Yeah, no, that was... It was a good. It's,
0: one. Go watch it. Go watch it and just understand what we're talking about because, like, as great as Steven Seagal was in it, it's not about him. It's about seeing Tommy Lee Jones being a fucking nut job.
1: And it introduced the world to him because before, like, he was just, like, an action star, but, you know, like, that was a fucking huge box office. Like, everybody was going to see that. He played, yeah.
0: Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones. They, they I would never have put those together. As like a buddy combination, but fuck Tommy Lee so Jones good. is
1: good though. You know, I, I, I so didn't good. even really think, but fuck, so many of his movies I liked over there. He's a fucking great actor.
0: Um, and the next movie we wanted to talk about was Exit Wounds, and oh, we got into this a little bit. Like it's very of a time, early two thousands, when like Dmx was making all these uh, movies, and uh, it's fucking insane. It is absolutely insane. the the opening uh, shootout where they have the helicopter in the air, like just blowing away cops and like cops on cops killing each other in Detroit, and then of course like Steven Seagal, where they not really showing anything below his fucking chin? I noticed is like running up and like taking guys down, and he he uses the uh, ice cream truck to save the vice president, and then. It's just, this movie is so dense, it's hard to, like, get into what had happened. Essentially, I'm just going to give a really basic plot and fill in everything afterwards. Steven Seagal is the badass cop, and he gets fired because he he won't be controlled and sent to the bad uh, precinct where they're selling drugs. Sounds like a movie everyone's ever seen before, right? But no, because you got fucking... uh, Uh, Tom Arnold and Anthony Anderson, when one of the funniest fucking side comedies, and they barely are in it, fucking Tom Arnold is high off his ass on blowing the strip club. Yeah, I'm gonna let you take over for a little bit because I just holy shit, watch this movie, watch this movie, fucking send us a message because I just need people to talk about this. I have never seen it before.
1: Yeah, honestly, it's probably one of the uh probably one of the most watchable ones now because i find with a lot of movies like it gets fucking dated it's hard to watch older stuff especially if you don't have the like nostalgic connection to it or why because it's it's so different stuff moves at a different pace i find like the older you go movies like move at a really slow pace yeah and fucking you're still gonna have like i don't know more of the actors and shit are still gonna be recognizable to the younger audience where like going back even like you would probably wouldn't recognize half the fucking people from that movie.
0: You, it's interesting you brought up the pacing because uh, with doing the uh, Couch Critics Canada show you can find on that channel, uh, what I've been noticing too is because of streaming services, we're starting to go back to where it was like a three-hour fucking movie because no one wants to make cuts if they can't get them into the DVDs. This is my theory yeah. at least. So it's like these movies are just getting longer and That's longer. That's true. So I have noticed
1: that, like fucking even a lot of comedies are tipping into like 151 and shit which it used to be pretty much the like standard like 90 minutes 87 you
0: know make it tight (laughs) there's stuff you can always cut or make it really funny like there's no reason to keep dragging it out
1: it's fucking crazy how different movies are from the cuts and shit one of my favorite things actually just been going and I'm watching shit about the making of movies this is like how much effect like producers and studios have on fucking movies where somebody will come with a movie that could have been fucking awesome and then we get Super Mario Brothers which was supposed <laughs> to be like an amazing awesome dark fucking movie that just it just went right to shit to the we're point gonna... where they were like drinking on set because they didn't even give a fuck anymore
0: Yeah, John Leguizamo
1: i fucking love that man so much the pest when i was a kid i've seen the pest oh my god have i seen the pest i used to drive my mom crazy with that (laughs) fucking movie and she'll still quote it from time to time because she like just remembers that as a kid
0: it's so annoying it is so annoying i hope that it holds up because i'm gonna go watch the fucking pest tonight
1: Uh, yeah i think i might have to i i kind of don't want to ruin what i have in my mind but like oh my god i remember like the scene where him and his buddy are like driving down and some car comes up and they like got some like big boom 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 speakers and like so nice it's like transforms like turns into a fucking stage with like all these huge things oh, oh my, my god, god one stinky dinky <laughs> too much man too much that's so
0: good uh oh my god we got to the pest from exit wounds what
1: are you gonna steal your mother for her birthday this year that's why my mom always puts <laughs> still for some fucking reason. So what are you gonna steal me for my birthday this year? God lord. Oh, God.
0: He yeah. Okay, so exit wounds. He. I, I like I don't even know how to describe this fucking movie. There's a whole scene where he's like getting tased on high power and only goes down to like one oh. knee. Yeah,
1: that's probably the most fucked up he's ever been in his entire movie career too.
0: I'm gonna Google a cast for this. Uh, uh Anthony Anderson. Why haven't we seen him in more?
1: I have fucking always loved him. I thought he was just fucking hilarious. Like in the little bits, even then, uh, this Chappelle show, he did a few skits.
0: <laughs> Good Burger. I've only I watched that last year for the first time because Danny made me.
1: I've been meaning to just because I fucking love Keenan Thompson so much.
0: Um. Okay so yeah steven seagal dmx anthony anderson tom arnold uh jill hennessy okay she plays the uh the captain when they kill her off it is so fucking violent they she's in it for like a couple of minutes and they like you pretty much any woman that gets on screen is giving like come fuck me eyes to Steven Seagal and like even as they're running away from Shit. like the other evil cops they're just like mm, Steven Seagal can somehow shoot off his door jump out of the vehicle in time and she's going to slam into a parked bulldozer Is magic? <laughs> Isaiah Washington uh, Michael Jaw White
1: yeah, that was the guy. Yeah, he, he's pretty badass,
0: too. Bruce McGill. He's the, like, the older cop uh, that fires him originally. He's in fucking everything. But I'm trying to find this one woman that was in it, because she, Eva Mendes, plays, like, the computer whiz. She's barely in it. But, like, this movie, it start to end, is pretty fucking funny. Like, there's a scene in a uh, nightclub where uh, Steven Seagal is fighting his way through, like, 200-pound... Well, sorry, 400-pound bouncers. And, like, he does this, like, wire kick where he goes down into a handstand
1: and kicks a guy in the face. Fuck, that is so cool. That was, like, one of the few things I remembered about the movie. Uh,
0: another guy, he... Punches up into the air and then punches back into a bunch of chains that are just hanging around. Oh my god! Yeah, it would be like Anthony Anderson, he's just walking through. He's supposed to be the club owner, and like there's these girls painting each other in these booths. And he's just like, "Put more green on it. I want to see them titties green. I like green. Put them titties on the glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's just like for no reason. It's just him fucking around. <laughs> oh my god." it's so good they should have had a uh, triple x crossover with this do you remember Vin Diesel triple x god damn that is like around the same time right
1: yeah no totally
0: triple x is so good even the second one was pretty good I I think State of the Union with uh, Ice Cube
1: I don't know if I've seen the second one. I remember seeing the first one. I remember seeing the first couple of his movies came out. And then I just went through like a 15 year period where I just didn't fucking watch movies or TV. So I'm like just starting to catch up the last few years.
0: Yeah. this was a perfect time.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Fucking got domesticated started watching TV again.
0: Hmm. Yeah. The only other thing that we should probably talk about is the, the ending scene. I do you want me to play it at all. Like we can just listen to them.
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah. I haven't like, I haven't seen it since I was in fucking high school, so.
0: Uh, was there anything else we wanted to cover with uh, Steven Seagal I see you got some fucking oh, badass oh yeah notes. I was
1: gonna say I have like all kinds of good, they, going back to the fucking another SNL one fucking oh, who did I get the second hand story from fucking uh, Bob Odenkirk was on the show at that time and uh, fucking they wanted to do a Hans and Franz sketch and fucking so they like give him the sketch and he comes to him and he's like now if if I decide to do this skit. Yep. I have to beat them up. It was like in his fucking mind that like he couldn't even couldn't even be beat up in a skit, like he just like that fucking crazy. He like just absolutely refused to let his character go down. But yeah, he was on Saturday Night Live.
0: It sounds like you're describing, like, uh, because, yeah, like his character, like Steven Seagal, like, it's he
1: bought into it, like, he's a fucking wrestler, like a lot of wrestlers do. They buy their characters so much that, you know, they, they don't want to get beat because, you know, even though we all fucking know it's not real in their mind, if they lose, oh, they're not tough and people aren't going to buy into it.
0: Which is interesting about wrestling because it seems like when you're in the lower levels, you can, like, take off and put on different personas, like, as you're building yourself up. But, like, once you get to a certain point, it's just, like, that's who you are forever. Yeah, like, you're never once gonna you get
1: a, it. like, a gimmick that, like, really fucking works, that's pretty much who you're always going to be. Like, even now, see again with AEW out, they'll, like, exchange talent. They change the name, but it's, like, the same fucking character because it's who you know them <laughs> by. So they're going to act the same, be the same kind of person. There are some people that fucking chris jericho is pretty good at going on reinventing reinventing himself but yeah for the most part yeah but it is that way with actors too though really so i guess i could see like pretty much you have a hard time buying uh like action stars as something else and it's always like such a mind blower when you do see it because you realize (laughs) okay some of these guys are fucking actors but then there's some fucking like think about all the actors that are like really fucking big but They're not fucking actors. They fucking play themselves. Like, they're funny, and you watch them, but, like, Vince Fawn is the same fucking character in every single fucking movie. He's funny, and I'm, like, I'm sure there's probably somebody out there, oh, actually, he did fucking in 2014, where I'm sure he probably fucking has. When he does
0: 40 movies and two of them are actually different.
1: For the most part, like, all the, like, especially, like, comedians, I find that, like.
0: Seth Rogen uh fucking love the guy. I am so impressed by his entire catalog, especially learning that like when he was 25 was when he was in uh 40-year-old virgin when he wrote uh like in he, as a teenager he wrote uh super bad and like he was like 23 to 26, like somewhere in that range when he had that movie made. Like he he's written, he's done all that stuff, but Pineapple Express, super bad. Forty-year-old virgin. They're like, it's basically the same character over and over yeah. again. I don't mind it, but I see exactly what you're saying. Like, he's not a Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, he's even a bad one because like he pretty much does the same one like, over and over char- again.
1: That's one thing that's been lost. I love fucking one of the things I noticed from watching all the movies from the '80s and the TV shows from the '80s and '90s was fucking character actors, and there's a lot of yeah. them out there that are fucking. Like, like fucking Sid Hegg, the dude from fucking uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and all those. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, dude. He was in, like, A-Team. Uh, fuck, what was the other one I watched he was in, Like, Magnum P.I., like, both of them playing, like, fucking bikers or whatnot. But just the character actors, and you'd see them on, like, every fucking TV show. And I don't know, man. It's just, yeah. I'm sure there are a bunch out there, but it's a total, like, lost lost art. And all these people were known as, it's like, it's super fucking good actors that could make or break a movie, but they were never the fucking star of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, you're never gonna watch a Tom Cruise movie and not watch Tom Cruise. It yeah. doesn't care it matter what name you put but on. it But
1: if you fucking, you can have a shit movie with Tom Cruise because he's got shit actors, or you can get a fucking awesome movie out of Tom Cruise because he's got good actors.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm honored to introduce my new co-host. How about a big hand? for TK Johnson, TK. <laughs> What's up, White Chocolate,
2: how you doing? Hey,
3: good to see you too, man. All right, baby. All right, well, you know what? We got together when we filmed your surgery, and I've got to tell you something. You had the gown on, and it kind of slipped up, and I'll tell you, it's, it's not true what they say. I found out that. What do you like to be called? Do you like to be called a black man? Do you like to be called a uh, African-American? I like to be called TK, baby. Yeah, okay. Don't I'll label me.
2: Right. I mean, I mean what do, you, do you prefer O yeah. do you prefer cracker
3: yeah redneck i mean which yeah, one do you like i don't will uh, get crackers good yeah. hi mama
2: She's i out love there, you isn't
3: she? Yeah, is your dad watching?
2: Yeah, man, but he got glaucoma. Oh, really? He's probably at home smoking a joint right now. Yeah? Man. So he can hear me, though.
3: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, hey, Daddy, say of- something
2: for me, dog. Say something for me. Remember, puff, puff, pass. <laughs> puff, puff, pass. My daddy like to hold on to the weeds. sometimes. Oh, yeah, he does. Because he's old, man.
3: Yeah, how old he, is he? Uh, 48. All right. It's
2: Tawana backstage.
3: <laughs> Tawana. My nipples are very sensitive. Are yours? Okay, yeah, and they're huge. Yeah, but I always tell women this um if you want it to, to be over mm-hmm. lick my nipple
2: yeah yeah i like my nipple to be a uh, a uh, uh, nibble on and bit and pulled i like I a little like pain too. Ooh, i,
3: I like a little pain with very little but sometimes they get out of control you don't want to say hey you're hurting me right. they are hurting you though no they
2: are and i sort of like it
3: okay <laughs> yeah, and, and, i mean just because i'm a
2: black or... man no, you no, say no. i got to do a b and e no no but but but, but, but i mean I, I pulled your record before i came over here too yeah well that's i know that's, what you used yeah. to do.
3: I, yeah, I, and I still do. You've uh, been with a big
2: woman before? I have.
3: Yeah, I How have. How was that? It was, uh, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, they're not jolly. They can it. be cranky. Just feed them. Do you like big women? I love big women.
2: Yeah. Ooh, if you want to feel the heat, you got to have the meat. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah, baby. A big woman good in the summertime and winter. She's yeah. good for the shade in the summer and good for the warmth yeah, in the winter. But you're not masturbating enough. No, no, I masturbate two, three times a day.
3: Do you? Yeah. You know where I like to do it is at the tanning salon. Mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, you're in there, you got okay, time to kill. Okay, at the kill. tanning salon. Yeah, okay. no, you probably aren't in there, but you've got yeah. trying to kill. But I'll tell you this, you've got to be careful, because right. when you're doing it, you can't wear the goggles, because you've got to keep your eye on the door in case somebody comes in. Right. So you can, right. you can go blind masturbating, actually. Right. You like uh, the old yeah. saying, okay. <laughs> right here, he brings the light Go home. Okay, almost every night, same routine. I get a towel, half damp on uh-huh. one side, warm water, half uh-huh. dry on the other, prepare, a little bit of Astroglide. Uh lesbian porn second only to nature no dicks allowed number 67 or 69 they're all good Right. I don't get in trouble. It clean up. Everything's nice. Although you can get the that on the remote control when,
2: when you do a number two.
3: Yeah. Do you use a handy wipe? Do I wipe off and then I take a lot of uh, toilet paper and I dip it in the water in and the then bowl scrub it up. Or yeah, in a the
2: clean bowl? Okay, you know? right, that's
3: what I do. And then I wipe my ass. Okay, because we're too old to
2: have shit stains
3: in our yeah, drawers. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. You I wear... can't be
2: cool pulling off your drawers yeah. and got a big ass shit stain. Yeah, on. I have
3: not peed the bed since I quit drinking. But I I won a chugging contest the uh-huh. last time right before I quit. And I not only peed the bed, but I shit the bed. And this was in college. And I woke up and I thought, what the? What did my roommate do? Right, right, <laughs> and then right. And I went, wait a minute, what did I do? And if you have a
2: real problem, go and get the Viagra pill. Right. But I hear you don't even need a problem for that, man. You can just go on and get it.
3: They need to get that for women, though. Well,
2: it. they would call it Niagara then.
3: Exactly. Yeah. You watch Oprah. Big Oprah or small Oprah? Uh, either one. I never like small Oprah because her yeah, head is neither too big. Yeah. did that. Yeah. Her head too but big for a little small one. body, yeah, yeah, and then no. the
2: eye just really started to droop.
3: Exactly. But yeah. No. Looks like ET. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Oprah, Oprah, stay big, baby. Oprah, <laughs> stay, <great. big>. <laughs> <big, baby. Oprah's laughs> stay big,
1: Oprah, stay big. That's fucking
0: gold. Oh my god, that's fucking amazing. Absolutely
1: amazing. Oh shit! Oh,
0: do we have anything else in your notes?
1: Uh, well, if there's anything in, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So uh, in that fucking cop show that he was fucking doing, now the reason that it got fucking ended quickly is because they like had tips that his buddy had either a lot of guns or drugs or something, and so they full on got a SWAT tank. Fucking let him drive it, shit you not. Let Steven Seagal drive the tank. He drove through the fucking house, which apparently was, like, a fucking aviary or something like that. They bred birds or something. Long story short, over a hundred birds had to be euthanized, and he ran over their dog. (laughs) (laughs) What an
0: asshole. And it turned
1: out it was, like, all false information. They did it for no fucking reason. Oh,
0: my God. Oh, my God. That's fucking amazing. (laughs) Oh guys, on that note, uh I think we're going to end the episode here. That was this was so much fun, man. My fucking face hurts.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. I fucking put no fucking linear fucking form to it, so it's just all over the place. I like it. I keep saying that I'll try to to like fucking tighten it up a little bit, but I fucking don't. I don't know. Don't, man. This <laughs>
0: this was perfect. I I think we got a fucking solid episode out of this. This is hilarious.
1: Fucking A.
0: Um so yeah, I think we should come back and do like another uh action star again watch like one or two movies of theirs but uh other than that i wanted to approach you on this because i uh i think we talked about it last year but now that things have opened up a little bit uh i think that you and i like when we're stuck on nights we should go on a fucking ghost hunt
1: oh fuck yeah oh yeah i fucking uh my old lady's got a fucking ghost detector or something. Or is it you that has got the ghost detector? No, you got the ghost detector. My old lady knows the fucking ghost society or something around here, cause she won't, they keep asking her to fucking go on like ghost hunts and shit. So we could totally do it and take the piss out of them. Like, I think that would be fun. Like, record us and just like, like I, I'm gonna be a bit of an asshole. Like, come on, like I like I'm not to say that there's no such thing as ghosts, but there's like no fucking such thing as ghosts. That you're gonna go and fucking like use your fucking little thing for. I kind of want to go and take the piss out of them. I think it'll be fucking hilarious.
0: I'm a hundred percent with this idea. Just know that I'm a bit of a coward, and I might end up being really nice just because I don't want to hurt their feelings. <laughs> there, but <laughs> You're
1: like, yeah, fucking Tim was fucking great. Your husband's a fucking asshole.
0: But. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we could do is uh, record it, and like, we'll try to take the piss out of them. I, I can't guarantee that I will, because again, I'm a coward. But we come back here on another night once i edit it and like we can play it and then as like uh, <laughs> like we need to stop to like make fun of like how fucking insane it is we'll just like uh like do little inserts of us talking about our ghost adventure
1: okay yeah. i think it'll be good
0: all right talk to your old lady ask her like if there's a good spot in town or if uh...
1: i will i will fucking i'll start putting these wheels in motion. but yeah fuck this time,
0: thank you so much for coming down man this yeah, has no been problem. a ton of fun uh, if you're looking for us, you can find... Uh, well, you're already here, but if you want to reach out to us and let us know anything that we missed, you can email us at beardedandboard at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Instagram. But I've also started a Facebook profile. Uh, oh, not even shit. a group. So you bec- you can co- become friends with Couch Critics. Uh, that's, the, that's my name. That's who, who I am on there. So uh, I'm just trying to keep up the weird-ass conversations I start at work. Like, do you think God, the guy that plays Godzilla in the costume
1: ever gets laid off of it? Or oh, uh, I, would, I would have to assume so. Right? Like, fucking he's is, a hero. Who's bigger than fucking King Godzilla? For a minute, I was like, King Kong, maybe to the Americans, but like... Yeah. How do you wheel that at the bar, though?
0: Do you think, like, if you were in Japan, you could be like, actually, I'm the guy in the suit.
1: Like, well, it would definitely be... A good way to get trusting women to come back to your place to you anyways. Just be like, no, no, like, seriously, like, I, I got the cash and come check it out. <laughs> and you know, a lot of people are into that kind of shit. Too. Oh, man, he might be a furry. Who knows, man? Like, ne- fucking do what you love and never work a day in your life. Fucking who knows? Maybe he's a fucking furry all along just stumbled into so that So you're shit.
0: saying I should get a Godzilla suit, convince some girl to come back and just... Can you imagine that scene of her in the bed waiting for me and I come around <laughs> the corner <laughs> well if you enjoy that uh (laughs) become friends with me on facebook and uh let's just carry on the insanity if you like more movie talk you can always follow our channel at couch critics canada uh we're on all major podcatchers over and out bye